Welcome to Confessions of an Introvert Entrepreneur podcast, episode number three. Don't take the money. There will be people that show up along the way of your entrepreneurial journey that will want to give you money. But what I want you to know is it's going to be tempting and for the most part, don't take it. In 1998, when I started my first company, it was the trend of the time to capitalize your company with investment money. And money seemed to be everywhere. So we followed the trend, got some initial angel investors, built a prototype, the first version of our product and solution, assembled some experienced executive team members from places like IBM and General Motors, people with MBAs and big credentials, started hiring people, got some pilot projects, and even our first customer who is running washroom ads. I'll talk more about that in another episode. And we polished up our $5 million pitch and we hit the streets. We even hired an investment banker and worked out a deal with them to broker our next level of funding while we were on the path to raise even more. Within months, the number of investors grew from a handful to over 50, each putting in a little bit that added up to a lot. The company was called HDL Capital, and I should have known once I heard what the acronym stood for, it was Huey, Dewey, and Louie, that they probably weren't the best to actually work with. But what did I know? I was a young entrepreneur in my mid-20s with a vision and determination and a dream that was going to happen, and nothing was going to stop me. We kept pushing forward. And with the new team in place, I shifted my focus to building our technology and our solution with the team that I had to make it happen. While I was busy building the technology, the executives that we hired and our current CEO were on the hunt looking to raise money in whatever ways possible. And despite traveling all over Canada and the U.S., Coming up with schemes of multiple types to get cash into the company, like shell companies, reverse takeovers, and offshore investments, to name just a few. Just a few. By the time April 2001 came along, our CEO at the time decided to just leave after only 11 months and go get his job back at IBM. This should have been the first sign of something being up. But then, by June 2001, it happened. With a staff of over 30 people and money being spent without much consideration or concern, or at least that's what it seemed like to me, we ran out of money. And we were not even sure if we could make the payroll and pay the people on our team at the end of that month. But there was this one early investor that came to the table at the time and offered a solution. 
It seemed at the time that they were the savior, the ones that were going to help us to get to the next place, the next stage, the next step in our vision. I remember the drive to Toronto with my co-founder, Ken, and our new CEO, who was put into place within days after the, after the previous one left. And we were discussing what we were expecting to accept with this offer. But with the holdings Ken and I had at the time, they needed to make sure that we were bought in on a deal. So we were given the big sales pitch. I remember thinking about the people and their families. This was really the first time I'd ever thought about that. I was really self-focused back then and didn't really have any understanding of what things meant to other people. But at this time, questions like, what would happen to them if they suddenly lost their job were showing up in my mind. I felt for the first time the sense of being responsible for them and that I had to do this no matter what. What I came to realize later, and unfortunately this is part of many corporations, is that this was all part of an orchestrated plan to take over the company. Well, this meeting of these investors and board members was quick, formal, and over in less than 30 minutes. And after it was all done, there were new owners of the company who owned over 50% of the shares and bought their way in for just a million dollars or six cents, around six cents a share. The drive home was silent. It was the first time I felt since starting my business that something wasn't right. It was just a feeling then but years later, I found out that it was actually more. Looking back at this, I would have chosen different. You know how it is. If I knew then, would I know, would I know now? Would I actually choose this? And in fact, now I would not have chosen the money. But that was the time and that was the choice that I made. And it felt like in those times that there weren't really any other choices. But in today's entrepreneurial space, in today's entrepreneurial world, there are so many other options to get your business started and off the ground. And as your success comes and the people with money show up, use your introvert superpower to dig deep and know that you can choose when it's right and when it's not, to take the money. Spend this time. Use your power. You'll be glad you did. So go ahead and embrace your inner introvert. And whatever is going on for you in this moment, in your life and your business, just remember, you got this.